Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back we to know. Miami Mayhem for fans by fans. I'm your I'm your boy as always, AO. And this is not my usual co-host. My usual is on a well-deserved vacation. Lex, hope you're enjoying the cruise, my man. But enjoyed but joined by uh gonna be two of our Miami Flow channels very own. And it'll be Rasta from Sebastian Lane. Rasta, you wanna introduce the people and let them know where they can find you at? Um, obviously, you know, on the Miami Flow channel. Um, if you don't by now, please go subscribe to us on the podcast app and, you know, Apple Tunes, iTunes, and uh, Spotify, all the GOAT ones, of course. Um, but on Twitter, as you see my handle underneath, Instagram, Rasta underscore edit. Um, you know, check us out, man. And, you know, we, we got a lot of stuff. I don't know if y'all seen today or not, but if you go follow my Twitter, or if you're in a Discord, I just dropped 25 prospects for the 2025 class. Um, you know, something we kind of are trying to get everybody in tune with a lot of the 2025 class um, because 24 is almost done. You know, believe it or not, but a lot like I think, like I was telling Dave earlier, I think it's like 80% of the top 100 kids are already committed in the 2024 class. Yeah, there'll be flips and stuff like that, but. I haven't seen this many kids commit so early and then a lot of it's because NIL and they, you know, they want to lock in before the season and stuff like that. And, you know, you'll see the guys flip later on and stuff like that. Cool. But a lot of the 2025 class, like I did 25 dudes a day. I think five to seven are already committed to Georgia, Auburn or Georgia, Alabama, and Oregon. So, you know, top, top teams as always. So I don't, you know, ain't like, oh man, they may flip in the future. Now those dudes aren't committed to like Arkansas. You know, those dudes are committed to national power. So, you know, check us out, man. We are going to start in intertwining the 2025 class, just so you guys get a little familiar with them. So that way, cause it's going to be here before you know it. I think we're less than six months away from early signing day now. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like you said, it, college football is evolving and our brand is evolving. We are now on all major podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. We're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it. You can find us on it. You can either type our name with Miami Mayhem down below. You can do Sebastian Lane with, oh, this way, <laughs> with, with these guys on the side. And we're going to be incorporating all the rest of the shows onto the channel as well. So little by little, we'll all get on there and you'll have content without having to run your battery down on YouTube. But... The great part of it is you can start and stop and you'll find even uh, some of our bonus clips will start getting on there during the season too. So really looking forward to it. And we actually had a little bit of news. I want to, I wanted to kind of wait for our other guests to get on here too, but man, there's, there's some things that have been going on. I'll, I'll wait for just a second as we kind of go through the, the, the nice little, you know, quick housekeeping we got to do. But uh, what we are also sponsored by Chad Bar Law who's our new sponsor for Miami Mayhem. Uh, we'll bring Max on, yo, the yo, one and yo. the only. Hey, Max, would you like to introduce and let the people know where they can find you? Uh, right here. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> That's simple. And he'll actually be on right after us on Tuesdays. Can't yes, wait for sir. The show tomorrow. I do got to – so I don't know if you guys saw this because it just happened a couple hours ago. So I kind of want—I'll throw it on the screen here in just a second. But I don't know if you guys saw that. We'll start having a new trophy being presented for the next couple 
years ongoing. So let me throw this on here. It will be the new Howard Schnellenberger trophy with us in Louisville going forward. I personally loved it. Ross, what do you think of it of it going forward with Miami? Um, I definitely think it's very Louisville-ish, um, which you can see the stadium there in the background. But, um, you know, honestly, like, growing up, playing the, the college football games and stuff like that, I love the trophies. You know, like, I love going and playing different teams, so you can win the trophies and stuff like that. So I'm huge in having something to play for. Um, you know, I wish we'd play Florida for the canoe, you know, trophy and then Florida State and stuff like that. You know, I wish they would bring these back more because when you watch the Minnesota and Wisconsin game, you see the axe, you know, um, the egg from Mississippi, Mississippi State. and Like you see those those rivalries, you know, obviously Louisville, I wouldn't consider a rivalry, right? This is more of in honor of the, the great. So I respect that. But. You know, I do wish we could have something Virginia Tech, you know, like to me, Virginia Tech's a rival. We've been playing them for decades, you know, um, wish we'd play Virginia, West Virginia more, you know, and have a robbery there because that was an old robbery, you know, in the Big East and wish we played Nebraska and a lot of the other teams, Oklahoma, stuff like that. Those to me, I think every big game like that, like Florida LSU should have a trophy, you know, like. A lot of those teams, bro, I, like, I'm a big fan of trophies, dude. Now, obviously, I'm not sitting here carrying that into a recruit, you know, like, check us out type stuff. But, I, like, I like it. I'm a huge fan of it. Max, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a fan of it. Anything to add more to the, the, um, I guess, the the storyline bef- behind the game um, to get the players motivated and stuff like that, I think, is a benefit. Um, you know, obviously it's for, it's for Snell. So that's what's up. Uh, I just hope that we keep it in our possession at all times. Uh, I don't, I don't want them having it at all. <laughs> I, you know, the only thing I thought about was I was like, they couldn't throw the pipe on there somewhere. Like right. they couldn't put a pipe near the boots or on top of the boot, or <laughs> they couldn't do something just a little, Miami. I mean, that's what kind of set us apart from everybody else was, and that was such a huge piece of that you know, 80s, you know, 30 for 30 was Howard left that pipe behind on purpose. You know what I mean? It was, it became his signature. So when I saw the shoes, I'm like, great. Now flip it around and show me the pipe. Like, you know, wait, pause. But it was also just one of those (laughs) things where you're like, it would have been a great memento to really show that it's like you mentioned with uh, the Big Ten, when they have their, uh, their trophies, it means something for both sides of the equation. This one, like you said, it kind of feels a little bit more, geared towards Louisville, but I like the fact that we're doing it. So I think that brings a little bit more of that uh, ACC towards um, the Big Ten kind of traditional kind of sense. So I like that. Can you imagine about, you know, that y'all make that trophy and it just stays in Miami? (laughs) That would be hilarious. Like they they bought and paid for it, and then we just take it and keep it. That's that's exactly what I want to happen. Like I would love them to put like a nice little price tag on this and say, "Oh yeah, we spent like 15 G's on this," and then it doesn't go to their school for the next like six to seven years at least. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. And I got a question for both of y'all real quick. What do y'all think's the best 
rivalry trophy in college football? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Hmm. Look at Max Lee. <laughs> I know he's, he's gonna go through the whole. I gotta look uh, at the list, man. I gotta look at the list, bro. Well, while you're looking at the list, we'll give some shout outs to the chat too as well. So hello, hello, hello to everybody out there in chat land. And remember people on the podcast, I can't see them. So I'm gonna read some of them out loud just in case. Sweet Pink. Let's go 15 and 0. Absolutely. That's where it should be every year until as as Lex would say, that's exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> Drink all of the Kool-Aid. Right. Kyle, right. uh, McCain, Mark, as always, Clarence, welcome, 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 guys. Max, what you got? I got, you know, because it's a hog, I got the Minnesota-Iowa trophy. <laughs> that is a solid one. I do, man, let's see. For, are Florida and Georgia play for one, don't they? Mm-hmm. Or is it Florida and Florida State Florida, that actually have one? Florida, Florida, Miami have the like the canoe. The canoe, but it, it, it it's just like a piece of wood, ain't it? Well, it's the actual canoe. I guess the actual so. part of it. So yeah, I like, like that one. Man, look now. Now you got me looking. See, it ain't just me. I know. Because there's a lot. I, I mean, there is. I ain't gonna lie. There's a lot. The axe is the axe is dope. The, the old oaken bucket, the Indiana Purdue one, that's pretty cool. I like too. that one. Bro. Yeah, that one's solid. Yeah, I think. Ooh. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with. I think I'm going to have to go with Iowa, Wisconsin. That is solid. That's just a solid look. Here's like if I can bring it on screen for everybody to see it, too. And we'll bring up Flo's sponsor of the show, Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, please hit the like button, like, share, subscribe. It's free. Three ninety nine as always. Three ninety nine. I need to build AO a computer, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can bring it there it goes. Bring it up, but it wouldn't get. I couldn't get the big screen for it. Let's see if I can get this one. Oh, yeah, the stop share. Yeah, little war piggy. That one's not bad at all. I mean, it's it's looks like they kind of keep the it is big old hog. I'm guessing that they put the score of each game for each one on there. That's kind of dope. I mean, it does let you know like how long you've been battling that you know, that other team that kind of it brings you a little bit of that token of legacy, you know, and I think that's been a huge thing for Miami too, is that like you kind of mentioned, we have all these rivals, but other than the Florida one where we actually have that trophy, I don't think we really do one with very many other, other people. I think that's always kind of a great way to kind of really light that fire is to have Mm -hmm. something legitly to play for like that. Yep. I do like that. And, and guys, what we'll do today, now we'll get into the subject of today, is 
go over each position group and kind of talk about the different sleepers that are on the roster. Cause you like you guys both have on your shows a little bit more in depth on what is coming or what's already there. Roster goes after all the recruits showing everything from the breakdowns to who, what, what's their attributes and how they can really benefit the team. Max definitely goes over schemes and how the breakdowns are really going to utilize and how everything can really look once everything is gelling together. But for a lot of times is over the past couple of weeks, have we not heard about how Miami doesn't have this Miami doesn't have that this guy left over here. So everybody's so worried about our roster that I thought it would be a good point to kind of take a minute to look at the roster and be like, look, there is people that are, are not being talked about on this roster that could really benefit the team going forward. So I'll bring this on the on the screen, guys, so we can kind of go through each one. So I kind of put on the very top of who kind of is someone that we don't have to bring up. They're kind of either the the cap for that or we know that they're going to be ran by that leader of the position group. It's the more of the well-known. So for the most important, which is our, our like, like our Iowa trophy just had, the Hogs, Max, I'll start with you first. See, I knew Ooh. I knew this was coming, so you know. <laughs> that's right. Hey, that's why I try to give everybody a heads up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on the list of of the offensive line, what is who do you think would be one guy that could make an impact that just isn't getting as much buzz, which is a good thing at sometimes, that could really play more of a pivotal role. Maybe not start, but could play more of that key depth role in your opinion. Yeah, I'm going to go with Flo's answer uh, of Matthew McCoy. Uh, I think he can push to potentially start. If not, I think he'll be a very serviceable backup as long as he can stay healthy. You know, the staff's super high on him. Um, you know, he, he redshirted last year and uh, hasn't really played at all. So I'm going to go with uh, Matthew McCoy. I like that one. Rasa, what do you got? Um, I mean, obviously that was mine. Matthew McCoy, but um, if we're not really talking about starters, you know, we're just talking about guys, you know, that's probably in the two deep or something like that. Um, I'm interested. I actually see what Ryan Rodriguez does because I think this is a make it make and break year for him. Um, obviously, with Matt Lee being a senior, and, and I think he'll back him up a little bit. And I think uh, Ryan has that dog in him, and I know the staff likes him. I really want to look at what he does because if he doesn't take that next step when you know Matt Lee comes out the game then it might be best for him to transfer you know he may never see the field after that right because you get a guy like Antonio Tripp who could possibly be the center next year you know when Matt Lee leaves and you know um, I mean I would like to say Adnes Cooper but he's going to start you know like he's my guy I think he's going to shine this year um, because he's going into his second year and and I think he's going to take that next step you know, with a guy like Cohen sitting over there on the side of him, probably going to be an All-American, if not All-ACC guy. He's got to step up. Yeah, I think the one I kind of went with was uh, Chris Washington. Kind of someone that's kind of been below the radar, huge. I mean, the guy, like, I kind of made sure I put all the information on the screen, but what really kind of popped out was the size. You know, 6'7", 285, but a third year. You know what I mean? Where you got a little bit of, you know, that the maturity factor. Maybe not as much in the game experience, but maturity can play a big part in this too is you're not going to get rattled in these big games. You know kind of your role to play. Kind of like a bench player in the NBA coming off the bench, knowing what your role really is to be. It's not to 
you don't have to have all the bells and whistles at, at this point. You can get in there and kind of really just help progress the, the the game going forward. So I I really liked your guys' answer. So I I definitely like that one. Um, the next one, CB room. One of the ones that's been kind of up for controversy as of as of the last couple of days. And this is from the Hurricanes website. So this is as updated of a of a, of a roster that we got. So um, so not updated. <laughs> sort of updated. I did see they didn't have Graves on there, but I do see that they had um, Malik still on there. So I was kind of surprised. So I don't know if there's an official word with Curtis yet or not. Um, we'll start with Rasa this time. What do you got for cornerback room? Um, I mean, honestly, I would I would jump off the the radar right now and say Jaden Harris and Marquise Williams, but I think both of those dudes are people everybody talk about, right? Like it's just a sit and wait. So I'm gonna say Caleb Spencer because I think once he gets his feet wet, and I think that guy, I think he'll take some snaps this year. Um, I think he's gonna find his his footing, and I think we'll we'll hear his name a lot. Um, so I think Caleb Spencer's the guy I, I'm intrigued to see how his development goes. Max, how about you? So this is a whole DB room? Yeah. This is a whole DB. All right, I'm going to go with Damari Brown, the freshman. I think he's going to carve out a role this year um, when when a lot of people might not think he will because he's a true freshman. And we took like 18 <laughs> DB transfers in the portal. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Damari Brown on this one. I think he's a lot more ready than, than people might expect. 100%. So I got I got one for you on this room. So and I've been kind of wondering this too is, so, like you mentioned, we kind of had a in and out room for the DBs over the last offseason, right? With a kind of a revolving door effect. But you still have a lot of guys who played key pieces for us last year. If you're the, if you're the fan and you're right now, let's say you are our 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 DC. How comfortable? How I guess how how many DBs are you comfortable with? putting in your your lineup to play nickel and to play like a dime package if you need to. Are you comfortable with going down to possible five DBs on the field with this? Or are you trying to maybe back that off a little bit and maybe you'd play a little bit more safeties? Who do you want to go first? Uh, Ross, you go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, I think a lot of people are skeptical with our DB room just because there's a lot of unknown, right? Not so many people know what Jadeus Richards is going to bring. You know, uh, Jaden Davis has had a great year, and then it kind of went down from there. And, you know, there's a lot of – and then even our own room, you know, um, Daryl Porter, people were kind of talking crap about him, you know. So there's a lot of unknown on there. So a lot of people are concerned here. I'm on the other hand, I'm not. Um, I'm fine with the three D all over like the entire board. Um, you know, I think you, you got guys they brought in with a ton of experience that will be able to jump in and, and start. But then I also think you got guys like Damari and Caleb Spencer that you brought in who could give you great minutes even as a true freshman. Um, you know, and I think bringing in a guy like Jaden Davis will only up to Corey Couch. You know, like Corey Couch has been one of the worst corners, according to our fans, for the last like two years. So I think he's wanting to prove himself, you know, as well. So and then you got guys like Marquise and Jaden Harris, who I think are great. I think they could start this year if we didn't have a Cam and James, you know. Um, 
Yeah, and even the Stafford. I mean, bro, that, like our DB room is – I'm good with it. I think you go eight to ten guys on a DB, not just corner. You're talking safeties too. I think there's eight to ten guys you can roll out in, you know, in rotation this whole year, and I think it will be fine. Yep. Go ahead, Max. Yeah, I think from a depth perspective, we're in a good spot. I think the question is, do we have enough immediate talent? Like, I'm cool with the safety room with with Cam and James and and Markeith, but we don't really know who's going to start a corner, which can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Um, I don't know if we have elite talent at corner that's ready to play immediately. Um, so I'm a little bit skeptical at corner. Um, but, uh, like I said, I think from a depth perspective, we can rotate a lot of guys in and out of the game. I, I think that's kind of been the, the focal point for a lot of that is we, we don't know what we're getting ourselves into with, with eliteness, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily in trouble because like you said, you have solid play where I don't feel like we're going to get burned by teams that can throw the ball like a UNC where we're going to get just scorched. I don't see that part happening with our DB room. I think we got guys that are solid enough where we can we can run even a couple of these guys that have the size. We might see more corner blitzing from these guys that I think is going to be huge with this, this new uh, defensive scheme that you're going to have blitzes for, coming from all over the place. So someone like, you know, May can't get comfortable. And that's, a, that's how you start beating elite QBs is you don't let them get comfortable in the pocket. Mm-hmm. If they don't know where the blitz is coming, that's already going to make them throw a little faster, which gives your DB room a little bit, I guess, an advantage because they don't have to cover them as long. So you're not going to have that that chance of getting burned. Um, the next one, and we'll start with Ross on this one. This one's going to be led by Harvey. I still feel like Harvey's one of the main centerpieces of this defense. I think he's going to have a huge year, especially being the fifth year. Um, But once again, this is a very deep room. As you guys can see on the screen, this is, this almost took two pages for me to put this on. (laughs) So it was just, there's a lot of depth, a lot of rotating pieces, but who do you think is one of the sleepers, Rasa? Um, You want me to choose one D and one D tackle or just one guy in the room? Yep. One and one. Uh, I mean, typically I would say Najee Kelly, but I, I, like you said, I mean, Jafari will probably start, but Najee can end up with more snaps. So I won't go there. I will say Jaden Wayne just because with Ruben Bain, I think everybody knows he's going to, to ball out. And Jaden Wayne don't ever really get talked about. So I would probably say Jaden Wayne here on the edge uh, because I think physically he's he can play this year. Uh, and honestly, if, if Harvey doesn't, like let's say he takes a step back, then I think, honestly, we'll be okay, um, you know, with, with the lineup we have. Um, then if I go to, to the D-tackle board, honestly, I would probably say Collins Akambong, um, you know, because at the end of the day, I mean, Moten's been talked about. I don't think Harrison Hunt's going to be that much of a guy that steps up from the backfield. Thomas Gore, I'm not – I, I'm iffy on him. And then people talk about Dean. So, you know, I think Collins can take some snaps this year. And, and I think, honestly, the, the dude is a specimen, bro. Like, he reminds me of uh, Greg Rousseau. You know, you can line him up everywhere on the field, like on the D-line, let me say that. So, like, I would choose them two, man, honestly. I know they're both freshmen, but 
I think that's the difference is the type of players that Mario's recruiting. They're not guys that's going to honestly just fully take three years, four years. I think he's got guys that can come in freshman year and compete for, for starting spots. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Max? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, on the edge with Cyrus Moss. I think uh, on passing situations like third and longs, you're going to start to see him get playing time just because he's so good off the edge. Uh, in a pass rush standpoint, he just doesn't have the weight to, to be at every down defensive end yet. So I'm going to go with him on the outside. And then on the inside, I really liked uh, what Rasta was saying with Collins. But uh, since I'll have to pick somebody else, I'm going to say – I'm gonna say Jake uh, Lichtenstein. I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, I think I think Lichtenstein's been kind of quiet. Like people yeah, kind of forgot, he's you know, hurt, where he's been hurt. Yeah, and I I think they kind of forgot like when he was in, man. Like he played some major major downs that was was helping us out a ton. You get him back healthy, I think this room becomes your, I think your your solid foundation of how how well your defense can really clamp in. If, if you wanted to not see UNC run 565 yards, I think this room is what kind of makes sure that doesn't happen. I think, I, I think it will be very hard for even like you guys both kind of mentioned, you have speed and you have size. I, mm-hmm. I think this room kind of gets overlooked when everybody keeps talking about us in Florida state where old Florida state can just body us. Well, I don't see the bodying happening with this group. And I don't think you're going to have, I think, I think Travis is a, is a solid quarterback, but I just don't see him getting past everybody over and over and over again. You can, you can outrun one guy for maybe a quarter, but when you have four of them rotating and they're all still staying as fresh as possible and you're wearing out, your speed isn't going to keep up all four quarters. And I think that's really, really comes into play. So I do – I like where you guys were both at with that. I think, um, like you guys mentioned, I think a lot of this room does get talked about, but I don't think people realize until it's on the screen, like, how deep this really is. Um, I think you have a solid three three guys, and you get, you're going to have people that push. Um, I'd love to see a couple of these guys, especially like Moss and Wayne, kind of take that next step and kind of show people what they're really there for. I think that's going to be huge is showing that development piece, which would help especially as Ross always mentioned with 24 ending and walking into 25, you start showing that development and getting on the field too. And that really started boosting everything going forward for us. Okay. Uh, for the next one. You got colors. Of course. Down there. Huh? You got colors. You got donation. Oh, snap. Thank you, sir. Norman with the $15 dono. How about Campbell? Who can play D end or DT 66295? I'll He's a let, wild card. Uh, huh? He's a wild card. Yeah. Rasa? I like him, man. I didn't mention him because he comes in with college snaps already. You know, I think you're getting a guy that he can, he can be a plug and play. You know, you don't have to really – as long as he picks up the, the playbook, I think he gets on the field. Yeah, and if you guys are new to the channel, all NIL donations don't go to us. You go straight to the players. So thank you for donating it, donating, and yeah, we'll make sure it gets right over. It and that's what we love to see is it goes straight back to the players. And we'll walk right into the linebacker room. I think Corey Flag is always a centerpiece for this room. Love him, hate him. The guy is still going to be a solid piece. I Corey's there for a reason. You know, if he gets on the field this year, it's because he's earned it. And you can't 
can't knock a guy that's earned that playing time under two different regimes. I mean, that's hard to do for one person, let alone doing for two. So, especially with the defense has changed up over the last couple of years too. I personally, I think I'm hoping that Corey flag takes that next step. Um, that's why I kind of put him at the top still. Cause I'm like, okay, you still do run the room, but he is a, like you guys kind of mentioned a wild card in this defense too. Who you're, do just you to, you're just trying to, you're just trying to piss, you're just trying to piss the fans off. Hey, we know <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's a court. <laughs> it's a controversy flag. Like it's all, that's how it's called. Um, so go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead, Max. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chase Smith, man. Uh, he a, another kind of wild card. He's been out with injury. Uh, it, you know, as, as Flo's had him on his show, he's healthy. Flo laughing. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with uh, with Chase Smith because I think if he can get some snaps and get his feet wet and, and get back in the groove of football, I think he can be a, a huge staple for this team. Yep. Roster? Um, I think this roster is wrong. I know you didn't make it, but there's no way Chase Smith is 6'2". He's like 6'4". Like, right. He was probably 6'2 in like freshman year of high school. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dude is Bobby Washington, man. I mean, I think that kid will play a ton this year. Um, he's, he's got everything you want. I know he's still raw and he's still learning the position and stuff like that. But I, I don't, there's one, there's no linebacker on this board that's faster. Like, there may not even be another player in defense that's faster than him. I'm um, faster. Huh? I'm faster. Yeah, getting out of bed. <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, physically already ready, you know, like 230 pounds, like 6'3, like runs a 4'4, probably a 4'3. Kid takes somebody's head off. I think as long as he can learn the playbook, bro, he's going to be a kid that's he's just going to earn more and more playing time. Yeah, I, 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 I love that answer. I think – and I get that someone in the chat kind of put this up here. I'm going to have to bring it up. You know why? Because <laughs> I like Ragone. You know, like, first of all, I like his podcast. Like, I, think with the, I think he was a little bit of heaven's time, like – I think that center points like that, like with like you kind of mentioned with when you start kind of looking at the room itself, and even when you're starting to kind of look at when you when we go back and replay this, look at the who who was here prior to Mario and who's here right now. They get bigger and bigger and bigger as we've kind of wind each one. All the new freshmen, I don't think I've seen one that says six one or six foot. It's either been six two or higher. Like the size alone makes him more of a sleeper to me because of the fact that they're just bigger and more ready for for play. Where if you do have someone go down, you have someone that can at least be physically more ready. Maybe not, you know, where you want them out there for a, more than a quarter or two, but at least able to hold themselves. We're not going to get blown right by where we kind of saw that with a few a few players you know over the last couple of years where if someone went down we had their backup in people were able just to get right on by them like it was nothing you know and then you had guys were like ryan that came in and they performed pretty decent but there was plays where they could just get blown right out of the water you know and you were like there's nothing we can do well now you do you have the depth that you really actually need i think chase smith was a was a brilliant call for you guys because 
I think people forget how solid he was until he got injured. And it's the what have you done for me lately type deal where people forget how great some of these guys played up until injuries. And we're getting them all back. And, you know, knock on wood, we, we keep them healthy going into the season and we can keep everybody as healthy as possible. But I think the more determination you have on the field is going to really transpire where guys are pushing each other harder on Green Tree. And that's going to help elevate everybody more than what we see up until fall camp, you know, where that's going to kind of play that solider fact. Uh, for the next room is quarterback room. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand it's TVD's room, but we saw last year things happen. Next man uh, up has to play. So that, uh, that jaded George dude, man, we got to watch for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was never know. Out of TVD's Anhalo Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I would say out of out of so out of the quarterback room, I think who would you expect? I mean, more than like Jakuri and Emery are obviously going to probably see the field more. But are you expecting to see any of these other guys kind of make any kind of stride or step into that direction where you might see a George pop up or Emery's not not as as advertised, and you see a, a, a Angelo Jr. whoever you know pop in, <laughs> whoever or, that is. You never know. I mean, sometimes that's kind of the difference is I don't think Mario's just going to take anybody and anybody to hop on a roster spot, you know? So do you think that any of these guys or actually, and even with, with Jakuri and Emery, do you see what, which one do you think is more of a sleeper? Not, not going to be the backup difference, but just that next quarterback to take the next step. Well, I mean, I will say, Aristides Angelo, we've actually me and Dave had him on our show. Um, he's a walk-on. He actually had a pretty good uh, high school career in Miami, but I don't think you see any either of those two. That if, if we get one of those two at the bottom that that's got to play, we are probably in some trouble. Um, you know, as far as injuries, obviously. But you know, I would say, obviously, I think it's Jacuri's quarterback room to take over at the moment you know and I think if this is his make or break year to show next year will he be the guy after Tyler Van Dyke right he'll get more burn and obviously he'll have his own packages like he did last year um and I think this offense fits him more um as you you know I, I was on the phone with Max the last couple of nights and we were looking at uh I was watching some film of Houston and I think Ja'Curry would open up the offense more because if you watch the offense at Houston, that quarterback ran a lot. And I mean, clear quarterback draws. Um, I don't think you're going to see Tyler Van Dyke take a quarterback draw and go 60 yards for a touchdown, you know, unless it's just broken coverage. And, you know, there's a lot go wrong. I still can't think he's that type of quarterback. But I think Ja'Curry could be that quarterback where it's like, yes, man coverage, full out blitz, I'm, I'm out. You know, I can I, I see that. But if he doesn't show that he's ready to take the next step and, and get there, bro, Emory's ready. And Emory's not going to sit here and take this, that moment opportunity lightly. And right before you go, Max, we've got another dono from Mind Body Institute. Here's another 20 courtesy of the Fat Four. <laughs> <laughs> if the flow team doesn't keep any of the cash, neither will I. Still have another 80 of, of dry powder. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate it appreciate it buddy 
now we did do a weight loss challenge. So for those who aren't in our discord, we did a weight loss challenge. Um, it, you, you kind of, we did it for 60 days and I was very proud to see everybody kind of stick to their way all the way through it. Um, Ayo gained 20 pounds. I gained like nine pounds on that. You know, no. <laughs> no. it was a, but we'll, we'll do it again. I think we're going to try and end up doing like a, maybe a 30 for 30 for 30. So we'll try and do one right before the season starts up. Cause you know what? Season time is when everybody kind of, you're, you're hitting the weekend pretty hardcore. So, but Max, I'll get your take on this one. What do you think about the QB room? All right. I'm going to go under the radar, Tyler Van Dyke, because today on Twitter, I saw somebody say that Shadur Sanders is better than Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. You know, and there wasn't just one tweet about, about TVD. I read a couple of them where it was Shador was better. Um, yeah, there was a couple quarterbacks that were mentioned that were uh, quarterback. Yeah, not even the, not even the top twenty. And 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 like I kind of always mentioned, like I try and stay pretty neutral with that because yes, I do want to see TVD. Definitely has a lot to make up from last year, but that was also injury ridden as well too. It's hard to throw a ball when you've been injured. I mean, it's incredibly hard to do anything when you're injured. For one, you're not getting along with your OC. The scheme doesn't fit you and you're on your fourth string offensive lineman. So I, but are we, but th- like you guys kind of mentioned, it's going to be, are we going to get the TVD from the Lashley era or are we going to get Gaddis, you know, TVD again? So I definitely yeah, agree. It's, it's, it's time to prove it, but I definitely want to see Max, what you got. Shit in the chat. I'm dying. <laughs> Bro, we were rolling. <laughs> As slow to never have that guy back on his show. <laughs> He's a Miami hater. <laughs> oh man, I hope Flo's still in here watching. Javi, Javi, guys, get the fact. It's not, not twatter. It's not twatter. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. It's now X. I thought I thought my my Twitter was broken for a good hour and a half before the show started tonight. But Max, do you think that TVD has? more to prove or do you think that the how do i say this better do you think that the criticism is valid or do you think that it is a little what do you think what are you thinking with it yeah i think criticism is definitely valid i mean he had a a really rough season uh injury riddled season under unfortunate circumstances with o-line being hurt with the play caller not being very good um but you still can't dismiss blame from him on top of it because it it's very apparent to me that he cares more now than he did last year because of the shape he's in currently yeah you don't you don't you don't get into that shape randomly he had to work to do that so the fact that he's there now and he wasn't there last week shows me that he cares more now so so 100 percent, he deserves some of the blame because he could have been in in, in that shape last year, if you wanted to be right. Right. Um, so he's got a lot to prove to me still, but I just had to bring it up because I think the Shadur Sanders thing was absolutely comical. That one, that one's a little ridiculous only because of the fact that they have played no, no P five talent competition. Yeah. Anything. And if that spring ball was any indicator, I wasn't even impressed. I mean, I, the throws were kind of laxed and, you were playing against how how Coach Hayes always puts it, poor little Timmy. 
Yeah, you had a bunch a... of Timmys out there. I mean, you're it's easy to make it look good when you're throwing the ball over their head when they're five foot nine. You know what I mean? Shout out to the short kings. And it, you would think that you're going to be more crisp at that point because you don't really have any sort of competition on the field other than you and your 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 wide receiver who's a five star the year prior. You know, you should be mm-hmm. torching them, but you should look a little bit better at that point too. So I didn't. I think that criticism was a little. That was sketchy. That that one was a little. Yeah, that one was kind of hard to. I was surprised that it didn't have more traction on that thread than what it did. I'm pretty sure a couple of people shut that down. So it was impressive. <laughs> we'll walk into the next room. So next room is a running back room. I think Cheney actually is still going to be kind of one of your main leaders. I mean, that guy always puts out as much of himself as he can. You know, if it's not him when he's injured, pushing guys going forward, it's him at least trying to be there. Um, who do you think is a sleeper of this room? Because everybody's got a, a favorite, but who do you think is the actual sleeper of the room, Max? Mm, sleeper of the room. I don't really, honestly, I don't think there's really a sleeper in the running back room because I think everybody's pretty much equally talked about. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of go with one of my favorites. I, I'm going to go with AJ Allen. I think he's going to ball out this year. Uh, I, I'm just a huge fan of his high school tape and a huge fan of, of what he did before he got hurt last year. Um, so, so for me, I'm, I'm going to go with AJ Allen, who's still not on the roster. So shout out to, uh, whoever's in charge of, uh, updating that. Yeah. You, you know, you know, you, I've, I've everybody on the whole flow staff, you know, you're, you know how I feel about the inside hurricane building. Yeah, comes to this stuff. So, yeah, when, <laughs> now that you guys both kind of mentioned like little little things here and there on the actual list from the website, from our website, you know, it'll be updated. It, it'll player. be updated next week for fall camp, right? <laughs> oh, you know, I I put about as much faith that this will be updated as Mario's mics will work when he's actually having a post game <laughs> So I put about as much faith in all that as possible. Yeah, I'll be I'll be filling out another yeah, application. Cross, cross your cross your toes, Ayo. <laughs> oh man, Russell, what do you think about the room? Um, first off, I want to say something about this running back room. Stop. F you say CK. I don't know if I can cuss on this channel for flow fires. <laughs> Stop hating on Henry Parrish. The man has legitimately done nothing but his job, bro. I'm yeah. sick and tired of seeing the trash talk on a dude that has done nothing but work his behind off since he's been – I mean, even when he was at Ole Miss, but whatever. And that was more so another dumb behind move on the old staff for not going after that dude in the first place. But I don't understand the hate that they have towards this man for whatever reason. I mean, he pretty much carried the damn team last year because of injuries. Yeah. You know, like the dude ran the ball 30 times a game almost. Um but I will say, I mean, obviously, I think Henry Pierce starts the season, so I'm not going to say him. Um, I will say Cheney, though, because Cheney's been hurt since senior year of high school almost. And the talent he has, the, the, I, I think he's the most complete back, right? Like, not in the, the running back room, because I think Trevante Citizen and Mark Fletcher would have something to say about that as well. But as far as somebody that we'll see a lot this year, I think Don Chaney will be, if he can stay healthy, and I pray he does because I love Don, I think that dude could be the guy. Like I really think he could be an it factor. Um, you know, he has everything you want in a running back. 
Um, I don't think that 208 pounds is correct either. Um, Not even close. No. <laughs> this is, this no. is probably from last year. <laughs> no, probably from last year. I was so tired of this yeah, thing already now. Yeah, that was, that, that was him going into the seventh grade, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I got but, this from, from rivals. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think if you, we talk about three guys that aren't the three that everybody expects, Parrish, Chaney, and um, AJ, I think you got to look at a guy like Trevante, right? Because obviously I think Mark Fletcher see the field. I don't know if, if uh, CJ2K will just because he's got to get in and eat like a lot. Um, you know, and get. I don't want him to lose his speed. That's my big thing with CJ. Don't want him to get here and he loses his speed because that is what makes him different, right? So, you know, get the weight on him properly, please, so he can keep that speed. But um, a guy like Trevante, I think you could possibly see him like week six, week seven. And I think if that dude gets on the field, bro, <laughs> some of these guys on this, this, this board may, may want to hit the portal next year because that dude has everything to be a first-round draft pick. Like, I think he has that it. Um, but he's talked about way too much. So, you know, <laughs> can't really say he's a sleeper. Even though you yeah. haven't seen the field, you know I, I I love that you kind of brought that up about how each one has been talked about. I think this has been kind of our most talked about room. Is this who would start? And but also, like you kind of mentioned, the unfair criticism of of each one as well, where one's called glass, one's called unproven, one's called not 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 flashy enough. Uh, the guy behind me, this one. Oh, by the way, it, that way. Wasn't super flashy. Cam Magusty. Magusty, but the line opened up for them to be flashy. You had to have more than a split second to hit a hole that was actually there, and then when you were more one on one, you could actually make a move. Parrish was just running people over. <laughs> like there was just nothing people could do. Like it was more of just watching this guy legitly carry the whole team with five guys that no one even knew who was, you know, that were in our roster on the line playing and we're staying in a game because he's literally willing it with running. Like you give him a solider line, you could see more flash because they're able to have more energy and have more of that burst. I, like you kind of mentioned, I think that, uh, I think we'll see more out of this room with a better line. And once that happens, I think all these skilled players you're wanting to see more from, you're going to get more from because they're going to, you're not going to be able to put eight in the box. You're not going to be able to put six DBs on the field. So you're going to play a guessing game, which against a solid OC, you're going to see better flashes with these guys. So I, I like what you guys both brought up for these two. I liked Walden in the, in the spring game. I really liked watching him run. So, I mean, I think that he's solid too. Like if, if people go down or, you know, you, you have the, I guess you'd have the, hopefully, when we get into beating a team by more than three touchdowns and you need someone to go in that you don't want your top three to go in against, that guy is what you really want, is that person you can go put in there, kind of pick up those minutes without having to worry about putting Parrish, Citizen, and Cheney in to get hurt. So I, I like those. I like those kind of rooms. Finally, for the safety room. I think this is one of my favorite rooms is because there's three names on here that you really 
can't sleep on any of them because I think they're all three solid. Cam obviously runs the room, but I think this room is kind of interesting because they all three of them have something that the others don't, and they all kind of share some qualities that can literally become elite. Um, I'll take you on this one first, Rasa, is what do you think is going to be the next step for this room? I mean, you got an All-American. I mean, how much higher can you go, right? But what would be something that an average fan wouldn't think about when you're looking at this room of how they could elevate themselves? Um, I mean, the number one way to elevate yourself for like a camp kitchen is winning the Jim Thorpe Award, you know, best defensive back in the country, which he will be in the talks of and everything else just because he's coming off an All-American season, obviously. Um, and I think he could do it, bro. I mean, the guy is probably the best safety to come through since like probably early 2010s. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he's legit. And I love Jaquan, but I think he's better than Jaquan. You know, I just think he has that it factor. He controls the entire defense as a sophomore, you know. Yeah. Um, now he's going into his junior year, which I think he will elevate. But I think you got a guy like James Williams. It's time for him. It, it's his moment, you know. Like you said, Cam really can't go up much higher besides one of the Thorpe Award. But James can. And I think James has the most expectations right now, you know. He's got to be the five-star that everybody expected. He has to finally put it all together. Not just for the team and not just to make, you know, the team better itself, but for himself. You know, you get a guy that I know he was hurt last year, and I respect that. And, dude, it's hard to play football when you're hurt. But I really do feel like he's had so much flack over the last few years. I'm hoping and praying for him to have that type of season for him to elevate, right? Like, it's his time. You've got to put it all together. And I think he does, you know, because I think he's finally in a defense that will allow him to be him. You know, it it fits him. He can go anywhere on the field. He can play everywhere on the field. As long as he's wrapping up and tackling, I think James Williams can be an All-American safety. I do. But he has to take it up a notch. But my guy, who I've loved since he was in, in Miramar, Mr. Brian Balaam, I think he's your sleeper. You know, we talk about Markeith Williams, who should have been on this board. We talk about Jada Harris, who probably should be on this board. There's a lot of guys missing. But Brian Balaam, he's your guy that everybody really needs to pay attention to because he was battling for a starting position last year until he got injured. You know, and he's had a very, very injured career. And the kid is talented through the roof, bro. Fourth-year redshirt sophomore. You know, he's had, obviously, a ton of time here. I think he's going to put it together, and I, and I trust him that, you know, coming out, because he'll rotate with James and Cam both, and then you got Caleb Spencer, you got Marquise Williams, you got a lot of those dudes coming in and out. I think Brian, Brian Balaam puts it together to show, hey, if Cam Kitchens leaves next year to go to the NFL, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm coming to take it over. You know, and I think he can put that together this year in a lot of not even just mop-up duty. I think he could play actual spareable minutes. I like that. Max? No, I agree with Rasta. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of Brian Balaam. Uh, got a great family, too. Uh, his, his pops watches a lot of our shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just a huge fan of his game. It's unfortunate he's been hurt his whole career, but I expect big things out of him this year. I think he's going to be on the field a lot because um, I think we're going to run three and four safeties a lot. Uh, so I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. So I, I agree with Ross on this one. 
Yeah, I think I think you both kind of nailed it. Is each one has something to play for, you know? Where <clears throat> in years past, we one of the biggest issues we had to deal with as fans is hearing about the, uh, you know, the seniors versus the freshmen. You know, where it was a split locker room that if you were meant to play that, well, there's someone favored that's ahead of you. We don't have that issue. You know, this room is open. All these rooms are open for whoever's going to take it. If you're, if you're being what you, you need to get done on the field and you're doing what needs to be done, you're going to keep playing and you're going to earn more playing time. It's going to be simple as that. And this, I think that's why Mario goes and gets, you know, a DC and an OC that are creative because he's like, look it. Look how many tools you can really have. You know, I'm going to give you the power to let these guys unleash themselves. And I'm going to get you well-rounded guys where they're not just going to be uh, one, you know, one-trick ponies. I'm going to get you guys who can do all these different aspects, and you can sit there and rotate them in so you have an arsenal that's going to just keep on firing over and over and over again. I think like you brilliantly said, Ross, is Cam has something to play for. So he's not going to just sit back and wait for the end of the season so he can go to the NFL. Williams has something to play for. So he's going to have that chip on his shoulder to continue to push, which will push Cam. You know, you're not going to just have one guy become the better than, you know, you just got your name in the Raptors. You're not going to have some guy come over and start beating you out. You're going to start pushing yourself to elevate too. And then you got Brian that's going to sit there and, like you both mentioned, I, I should have been in here already. I was earning my spot. I want in. Like, don't forget about me because I'm going to start pushing it. And as soon as you guys leave, I'm taking this. And this is going to be mine now. So I think you said, like, as long as you have something to play for, you start seeing people push harder and harder and harder. It's not just, on, you know, on the field. It's in the locker room. It's, you know, in the weight room. It's on the downtime of watching film. You know, that's something that I, I love about what this roster has become is it's we have people that are not just dogs on the field, but are becoming dogs that are off the field where you're seeing them hit the jugs and you're seeing it and you're, you're, you're understanding that there's more than just one of them there. There's, there's people behind them now where you used to see like Harley doing catching balls from the jug machine, but he's by himself. You know, now you have four or five guys around him, like learning, okay, this is what we're supposed to do as a, a standard of what we do here. I think that's kind of the brilliant part is, it took the juniors class to get here. So I, 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 I really appreciate what you guys kind of brought to that. Hold on. Last room. room. Hold oh, on. Go ahead. Before we go go there, ahead. Because I want to bring up one thing that never gets talked about with Cam, right? Because like you, you just said, he doesn't have much more to play for, right? He does, though. He could become the first hurricane probably since mid-2000s, maybe, to hit the trifecta as a Miami hurricane. Which is get your name put in a Raptor, get your name put on the, the draft wall, and go in the Miami Hurricanes Hall of Fame. That hasn't been done probably since the the greats, you know. Yeah. So I mean that you literally set a tone, right? Mario's first guy, like his first hurrah, whatever you want to call it, he has that that he can play for, you know. Yeah. Yes, the Jim Thorpe Award. I mean, it'd be wonderful. I'm sure he would love to get that and stuff like that. But you can walk in to your locker room and say, look, this is what it takes. This is what we work for. This is the standard, you know? Right, right. Yeah. My name's up on the Raptor. Yeah. I'm about to go on that wall, but all of us should do that. We all right, should have right. that. You know what I'm saying? Like he can become a two time, you know, banner hang, you know, like those are all different things, 
but no hurricane, at least, I don't know, bro, probably since mid-2000s, has been in all three areas. So, you know, he'll probably get his jersey and stuff like that, his cleats or whatever, put in the Hall of Fame, you know, on campus, you know, the Miami Hall of Fame room. But those are all things, bro, those are, that's, that's all, you dream about that. You know, right. like growing up, you want to be a Miami Hurricane. You dream of having your name up there, you know, going across the wall and, you know, it's in the light box and stuff like that. Like, there's a ton of things that I think Cam has a lot to look forward to this year. You know, rather than obviously go play for ACC championship game, that would be wonderful. I'm sure he would love that too. But as far as individual goal, he would probably never tell you that. But those are definitely things he can look for. Oh, and James Williams is not a Broward County native. Once again, they continue screwing up <laughs> Miami, whoever runs that. I would not let Broward claim him. He is a date. He is from Dade County. We can never let him know. I'm going to go in there and fix that. I'm going to call Mario. I'm going to get access. <laughs> Max, we got work to do. Mm-hmm. I think I think <laughs> they should just give us the password, the username, and the password, and just let us get in there. We'll just start changing stuff ourselves on this website. But no, I, I think I think you bring up a really solid point that I don't think we've kind of talked about it throughout our throughout our shows is that you know the the biggest change that we've kind of seen over the last year, two years, is the fact that we're going to start having guys who are going to become like Cam, where Cam is going to be your focal point, because. It, and I kind of mentioned it every once in a while is what have you done for me lately? Well, Cam is going to be your, your all American this year. He's your guy in the stands that you can point at and say, I don't have to point at Ed Reed and Sean Taylor anymore and say, this is 20 years ago. I can point to this guy who's still playing in our Jersey that he can do this right now. So people have a right visions right here, right now, you know, where it's what it's lately now. You know, where they can understand that, hey, this process is actually being developed by this guy. It's no longer the Howards or the Jimmy days. It's we're talking about Mario days today, you know, where I think even some of the the Twitter things that we see every once in a while about, well, look what we had in the past couple of years. We didn't have guys reaching these levels that could even compete for these awards where now we have that. And that's going to push the guys that we have in those rooms. I think you said it brilliantly. I, I think that was great. In the most, I think, probably my favorite room because it has the depth that you really want. I think this I think this will be my wild card is the tight end room because I think this is going to be the most unique uh, room that we have. I'll, I'll start with uh, Max first. Who do you think will be the sleeper of the room? I'm going to go with Riley Williams. He's not talked about a ton. Uh, obviously, he's a true freshman, but if you look at his size right there, um, he's already 6'6", at least 240. Um, some people say he might even be 6'7". So uh, I think he's a guy that can contribute right away. Uh, whether he does or not, it remains to be seen. You know, he's got to have a really solid fall camp. He's got Jaleel Skinner ahead of him. He's got Elijah Royo ahead of him. He probably has Cam McCormick ahead of him. Um, so he's probably sitting in that fourth on the depth chart right now. But I think as the season progresses, he's going to get more and more playing time. And has potential to potentially be the start. Has potential to potentially that was terrible English. Yeah. Uh, has potential to uh, to be the starter next year uh, if Arroyo has a solid year and goes pro. 
I think he he's that good to where he can make that jump. So uh, I, I'll watch out for Riley Williams. Rasa? Um, I mean, I think it's Jaleel Skinner, bro. I think this offense is key towards him. You know, he's the guy that lines up at wide receiver, you know, out wide. And he can take a screen pass. He, you know, he can take it deep. Um, you know, it just depends on, on to me, what, what formation we're in. You know, what, what scheme they're scheming up. Do you want your tight end to block or do you want them to go out, out, you know, and catch balls? Because I think Arroyo, Skinner, Riley, I think all of them can do that, you know, at the highest level. Um, but I think Jaleel Skinner is a wide receiver in the tight end's body. Um, <clears throat> so I think, you know, I think he could possibly have the best numbers as far as, like, receiving yards and TDs, you know, uh, or receptions, yards, and, and TDs. So I think, honestly, you know, he's the guy to watch for as far as stats, you know. Um, but I think Arroyo is just that guy, bro. I mean, he's an all-around stud. You know, he would have been probably starting last year, probably took over Mallory's spot had he not got hurt. Yeah. Um, but I agree with Max. I mean, Riley Williams is a dude, bro. And um, he is he, – him and Jackson Carver are, are touching 6'7". So yeah. – you know that's that's pretty pretty wild to think about. You got two wide, two tight ends that are six seven, bro. Um, and I think honestly they're both close to that same weight at two forty. I mean they're they're massive dudes, bro. So they're they're those are two freshmen, man. I, I'm excited for. It. It's been a while since we had freshmen like that. Yeah, I think I think what I liked about what you guys brought was it was depth. You know where you could you went down four and you could say any four of them could start and really if any of these four started you're pretty much like okay great you know like there's nothing that there's not a big very big drop off between one and four I, I think mine is going to be Jackson just because I think I think what Carver brings to that table is you see him putting in the work already and him and uh, and Williams mm-hmm. are pushing already you know they're you start looking at the tight end room and you're like, wow, it's, it's, it's pretty deep. But then you start looking at the age groups and you're not talking about one solid, you know, tight end. You're talking about dual set tight ends that are going to continue pushing forward. And I think one of the things I've, <clears throat> I I kind of hope that we see with this offensive coordinator is the use of a dual and even triple tight end set where you can see three of these guys hit the, hit the field at the same time, especially when you hit like a goal line situation. You can't, there's nothing you're going to do if you have Skinner, Arroyo, <laughs> and, you know, even if you put Williams in or McCormick in, there's nothing you can do to block them out. And you still have to t- worry about the running backs and the wide receiver room. There's just not a whole lot you can do as a defense against guys who are pushing 6'6 six, six and 6'7 six, basketball players. And you're just going to yeah. throw the ball up in there. I mean, it's, but I like that they're also, <clears throat> they're not like kind of like our previous tight ends where they didn't really like the physicality side. We had great receiving tight ends, but we didn't really have those. I'm going to push you all the way to the back of that line. You're not going to even see my running back. We had more of guys who were more finesse, which was what we needed at the time too. But I think seeing some of these videos of, you know, especially in kind of the, in the spring game, these guys like to hit. And I think it'll be, (laughs) I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be really a change when we get into ACC play and we play some of these teams that have played the previous Miami teams. And they're like, 
oh shit, your guys are really physical now. Like they're not they're not just being pushed over. Like you have a six seven guy running at me, and I don't know <laughs> if uh I don't know if if Parrot will get on the field because he's about the only one that's not in that six foot range. But <laughs> I think that everybody else you you're gonna you're gonna have a little bit of fear when you see them running at you. So. But you never know. I mean, Seth could be legitly the like wrecking ball, and I could be completely wrong. Like, watch, watch him just get in there and just blow somebody up and get on like ESPN's top ten. I, I would love to see it. But I think what you guys brought up was was brilliant. It was we have depth. It's not one or two or three anymore. It's we have guys upon guys. We're just needing more experience from some of them, and you'll see that in these first couple of games, where if our guys are doing the work they should be doing. We should see these backups in the game where they have that moment to get in and Riley can get in the game for hopefully a half where, you know, where he's getting that quality time to really learn the system, make their mistakes in those games. So they have tape to go back and review. And it's not against Texas A&M where all of a sudden we have to rely on these freshmen. You know, we're giving them time to develop. I think that's been kind of the thing is, we had we used to have freshmen that we relied on for everything that we needed them to step up, and when they didn't, we turned on them. <laughs> you yeah. know that was the easiest way to put it. We would just be like, "Oh, they're not worth it. Eh, never again." But the last room is oh, the most Lord. depth of the room, in the most controversial of all the rooms. Because if you ask <laughs> five fans, we either have a loaded wide receiver room or we have no wide receivers in Miami. It's either A or B. So I'm going to go with Max first on this one. For the last room, who in this room is your sleeper? I'm going to go with Isaiah Horton. I think he's not talked about a lot. Too bad Dave's not on the show because he's a Tennessee <laughs> boy. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Horton. I think he's he's that big body receiver that that's behind Colby Young. Uh, and, and I think he's he's made a huge stride between freshman and sophomore year. He's put in a lot of work, uh, and, and I could see him see that work paying dividends this season, um, you know, barring, you know, hope, hopefully not maybe an injury to somebody um, because he – it's kind of hard because fall camp hasn't started yet. You don't really know what the depth chart is, but it seems like he might not be in, like, the top three right now. Um but again, fall camp hasn't happened yet, so it's hard to say. But I feel like he's not talked about a lot. So that's that's why I'm going with Isaiah Horton. Ross, what do you think? Um, I think it's easy, man. If you look at this this offense and Yeah, 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 too. yeah, yeah. We know Ray Ray, yeah, Ray Ray. No, nah, I was about Ray Ray. I was gonna say Bashar. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because I think honestly, I think this is his make or break. Like he's a junior, you know, it it fits his offense, you know, there's bingo. It's, you know, it, it's something that he can shine in, you know, and, and if you look at Tank Dale, they're very similar molds. I think Tank Dale may be an inch too small, bigger, but whatever. I mean, no, still Tank, Tank Dale small, bro. Yeah, they're about the same size, like 5'10". Um, I, mean, I don't think he's bigger than that. Smaller? Tank, Dale, Tank Dale's like 5'8", bro. I mean, Bashar might be like 5'8", honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I mean, you know, if you look at Rashard, he's quick, he's twitchy. You know, he, he's the guy that you want to get the ball in, in open field, you know, that can make plays. And that's what Tank Dell did last year, you know. And as long as – and I trust Coach Beard to actually teach these guys how to be a wide receiver, right? 
I think Rashad Smith could be that guy that has that breakout year. You know, like, and you're looking for a, a guy. I mean, X is going to be X, you know, the serviceable. He's going to – I think he's, he could have well over 600 yards because he – I know TBD loves him, you know, and they have a great relationship. That's huge. But X could do, – he does everything right. You know, he's another one that just does his job. Um, but I, I, obviously Colby Young, talk about him for, for days. But if Bashar Smith doesn't do what he's supposed to do, Ray Ray is coming. Ray Ray is coming. There, there it was. I'm I, was waiting, I, was wait, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I know I had to, I had to give it to you. So you know, but also I mean, you got guys like Robbie Washington. You know, Frank Latson. It's his last hurrah. You know, to do anything. It's you know he's out of eligibility after this year. So I'm sure he's gonna want to do something. You know, and then you got guys like Michael Redden. If he doesn't do anything this year, I mean, he's going to get passed up. You know, like there's there's a lot of dudes, bro, in this right here, Jacoby George. There's a lot of guys, bro. Y'all y'all better put it together this year, bro. Was that, was yeah. that the Steve-O call? E? That's that the, the Steve-O call. Mr. <laughs> Mr. 954, Broward County. You know, now I, I, I really do. Like this offense should excite our entire fan base yeah. because – South Florida is known for having playmakers and, and, you know, producing that. And if you look at this list, you know, Coconut Creek, Richmond Heights, Miami, Coconut Creek, Miami, Miami, Lauder Hill. I mean, bro, it, it, it's what we're known for, speed. And this should be our year. You know, yeah. if you guys want to make it to that next step, if not, there's going to be some more guys coming in next year who will be looking to start as a freshman. Hence, JoJo, you know, like, you might want to get your stuff together because there's some dudes coming, you know. And Chance Robinson will have something to say, too. 6'2", wide receiver, 200, 200 pounds already, you know, like. Jeremiah will have something to say, too. Hey, you know, 6'3", <laughs> 6'4", you know, like, I know Kobe Young and, and X and, you know, like a lot of those dudes, Jacoby George, they're predominantly who the starters are going to be. But you do, you got guys that we just took in the portal, like Kirk. Shamar Kirk's going to be here for at least another two years. You know, he's going to come in here and have some say-so. <laughs> bro, this this year, Bob receiver core better put it together. I'm excited, bro. I'm so fucking excited. Whoa, 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 Don't worry, Max. I'll just bleep that out later. Ain't no, yeah, ain't no be, I know how to do sound effects now. Can't, can't be saying excited, man. That's a bad language. I'm telling you. Well, but I think, I think you guys kind of nailed it. It was like, so... I think the two I had on here for my list of sleepers was, was Ladson and Redding because they have the most to prove. And like you guys both mentioned, if this room, one, I feel like the wide receiver room for especially Miami, if you can get this room to play up to what it, it needs to play as, as an elite unit, then you're going to attract all these major, major people Yes, and Harold's going to take off. I think that's a huge one where if you can get them to per, produce like they need, you're going to see even better talent come in that you're going to have to play better every year from here on out. You're not going to have two years to prove it. You're going to have one year. And it's going to be a go back to that old Miami days where guys didn't want to come off the field because the guy behind them could be better. Well, if this room produces like it needs to this year, you might start seeing that trend kind of re-pick back up where that's what you really need to have happen is 
this room has to be that room. I think this is your this is your ESPN room. This is your your spotlight room. This has to be that 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 way that you get back to those old days is by showing you know showcasing wide receivers can make it in Miami. Kind of like the guy on the top of my wall over here. You have that. That's that be, one becomes your voice. He's become he becomes a face. He's the one that goes out there and starts telling everybody, "Come play with me." They're usually your vocal person because they're the showboat. You know what I mean? That's what your team needs every once in a while is a guy that's loves the limelight. So I think this room is super important for the progression. I think you guys both kind of nailed it. Is it's you, know, you got a lot of guys who can easily pass up others. You have the depth. So I got one question for you both. If you had, if you got to pick or get into the OC's ear for a couple plays, what scheme would you want to run? Now, no, going over all the all the different rooms we've been over. What would be the scheme you want to run? How many receivers? How many running backs? How many Triple tight ends? <laughs> I'll start with yeah, roster on this one. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's hilarious though. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't really care what scheme as long as it works. You know, like just go out and and study the other team, see what they're actually going to give you. You know. Um, I kind of watched the Houston take the last few days just to kind of – it was my first time really getting a feel because I'm not an offensive guy. I can't stand offense. I'm a defensive guy. But, you know, like watching it, what I was concerned about, though, was his quarterback from Houston, his first read was the go route every route or every play. Didn't matter who it was. Didn't matter what it was. He literally would look at him. And if it wasn't there, he kind of checked down. But, unfortunately, he waited too long, and the check down was kind of close. Um, you know, that was a concern of mine, which I'm hoping TBD don't do because, like, we do have burners. You got, like he said, Tyler Harrell. You got Kobe Young. You know, you got your Kobe George. You got dudes that, <laughs> if it's one-on-one, I'm probably just going to lob that bitch up anyways, right? But, at, like, please find what the, their defense is going to give you. You know, if you got a guy that's over here on the field side that's giving you nine yards off the ball, audible and, and, and just quick screen it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what, what it is. You can run 12 personnel as far as I'm concerned. But 22, just make the – put the ball in the end zone. Right. I'm so tired of seeing us go down the field. And it's been going on for a decade. Go down the field and you're at the two-yard line. It's first and goal and you can't punch the ball in four tries. You know, that's my biggest concern. And I know that's Mario's too. Trust me, I'm – Pretty sure him as O line that he is probably ready to pull every hair out of every player because they can't get two yards. I think even we had one play last year. We were first and goal from the one, and we didn't get it. You know, like that's that's a huge issue. You know, so I don't really care about what scheme. And same on defense, I can tell us what you run. Run three four four three four four. I just go out and play ball. Do whatever works. That's your job. You know, because obviously every every week is going to change. Every game plan is going to change. <laughs> it's a every constant day. battle. <laughs> every day. I actually will literally message him and just say, Broward sucks. Just start him. <laughs> and then watch him send me like 90 emails in an hour and not respond to one of them. It's hilarious. Um, but, yes, we do. We, we do this every day almost. Um, and I love Steve-O just for what it's worth. And I love Fortnite. I mean, Broward kind of puts out. Athletes and some athletes. So I actually no hate. I just love messing with Steve O. 
but you know, each week you're going to change schemes. You know, you're going to go out and, and you're going to change your, your your look on the front. You know, your, your defense, your secondary. I'm sorry, is going to be a different um, call. Like you know, whether it's zone or press, it depends on what they're giving you. You know, I really do not care. And a uh, Steve-O, just so you know, because you may marry not watch. Somebody screenshot this and show Steve-O, You know, just let them know, Dade County. Um, I'll make this one of the clips for the week. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you tag it over. Um, oh, my bad. Go ahead. Nah, you good. You good. I just, bro, I just want to see us finally win, put it together, go out nine, ten wins this year, and just build on it. You know, obviously, if you go out and win nine, ten games this year, TVD's probably got a good year. Cam Kitchen's probably going to have a good year. You know, Kiko may have a good year. And, you know, now you're replacing those guys the following year. But go out, succeed. You know, I I, I hope we do lose those guys in a good way because right. that means they had a great year. But we may have to go in the portal next year to get a quarterback. You know, if Ja'Curry is not grooming the way he should be. You know, it's just that type of, I guess, college atmosphere now. You know, sucks. But, like, you've got to. See? I got the whole chat with me. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Flip this too, Steve-O. The whole clip is just going to be, we're going to see a start a beef with the two the two counties. <laughs> and that's all this is going to be called. I, I really should have a podcast with just me and Steve-O going at it about Dayton Broward. That would be epic. Well, guys, we've been on for an hour and almost a half. So I'm going I'm to ask you one final, what we end up doing, kind of like uh, you guys do on the quote at the end of your show, Max. We do the hot take at the very end. So what do you think will happen over the last, the next two weeks? So we'll do a hot take for two weeks. So that should take us all the way through fall camp. Max, I'll take you on this one first. Give me your 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 hot take for what you're hoping to see or think will happen during the fall camp or – recruiting for Miami? Mm, I think we land. Oh, it's not really a hot take, though. It's, it's not a hot take because you know something already. No, <laughs> no. It's a hot take we don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think over the next two weeks, we'll, we'll land two to three more recruits. It's not really a hot take, but that's my hot take. I'll take it. I'll take it. There's don't a tracker that, that, that keeps track that, of yeah, all don't, this. Don't, don't put this on the flow tracker. This is just. <laughs> Rosley, go ahead. Um, man, I think one of the new arrivals, a, a rival, like new additions to the team, will be a starting wide receiver come week one. Ooh. I like that. I really like that. Matt, I can't. I can't say that the recruiting Max. Max took it. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. We see new formations that we haven't seen in years at Miami. I, I think we see the the triple tight end set in one of the clips. I, I'm going with it. I feel like I'm I'm either gonna see a triple tight end or I'm gonna see a dual running back set that comes out of those videos. I want to see both. So I'm hoping to one of those clips here, they only put three clips out of every fall camp. So I'm guessing one out of the three will have one of those two formations in them. What if we did a wishbone? Three tight ends. I would cry. I would, I would legitimely <laughs> just, I would be done. 
<laughs> There'd be a lot of alcohol in my house being consumed if we're doing wishbone. <laughs> but guys, I appreciate you guys popping on. You guys have been completely amazing at your your breakdowns for each of these rooms. Uh, Max is on tomorrow, guys. Don't ca- you know? Make sure you catch the show. Ross is going to be jumping on the podcast. Watch for our uh, our notifications that pop up through all the podcast forums. Rasta, do you have a uh, upcoming date this week? Um, I don't at the moment, but there will be multiple podcasts dropping this week. It'll be more towards the end of the week, Friday, Friday Thursday, Friday. Um, just depends. So Dave just got back, so we will be live this week for for sure. And I'll be on Max show tomorrow too. You know, I don't need. Oh, just, you're just I breaking just, in everybody's doors right now. <laughs> <laughs> no holes bar. What time are you on tomorrow, buddy? Uh, I'm gonna be on tomorrow at 9:30. Make sure you guys tune in. There's gonna be a little little surprise. <laughs> well, as we end every show, it's always been about, and always will be, all about the all about them. You county, all about them canes, the baby. best county in America. See, see everybody <laughs> next week. <laughs>